Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 23. When we get upset, we can say some pretty strong things. And especially when we are displeased with someone, we can say some really strong things about them or that group. Problem is, when you and I get that way, unfortunately, there's often a lot of our flesh mixed in to our words and our attitude. And we may say things as we're upset or displeased that we shouldn't say, or maybe we overstate things, or we say some unfair things. Today, as we read the Bible, we're going to see something unique because we will see Jesus clearly displeased with a group of people. And he is going to say some strong things about that group of people. But these are perfect words with a perfect attitude from our perfect Savior. And so let's look at Matthew 23. Uh, Even the heading in my Bible says seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees, where he is going to say words of condemnation about the scribes and Pharisees. And this is all familiar because if you've been reading the book of Matthew, or you know the Gospels, you think of the scribes and Pharisees, they're the bad guys, right? They're the ones who are opposed to Jesus. Uh, But Jesus now will point out why they are bad. And again, remember, when Jesus says earlier in the book, your righteousness needs to exceed that of the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, well, this is a good reminder, he doesn't think they're righteous guys. And there's three things as we look at this chapter that I want to point out to you, and three things that I think should be some good applications for us as we look at this, because it's easy for us to just read this chapter and be like, yeah, Jesus, you get him, you tell him, Jesus, because guess what? Nobody likes a hypocrite, and that's still true, and you're frustrated by hypocrites, and you're like, yeah, I know some modern-day Pharisees. Well, I want us to do more than just uh, give what one of my old pastors called the L-shaped amen, where I'm pointing to God and saying, yes, and amen, and then I'm pointing to someone else that I think needs to hear it. Now, I want to look at how how should this apply to me? And so there's three things that I really want to highlight for you as we look at Matthew 23. He starts off by uh, commending the people, well, you need to do what, what the scriptures say, um, because that's, that's what the scribes and Pharisees are teaching you. They sit on Moses' seat, so observe what, what they are telling you, but not the works they do, for they preach, but do not practice. So you see right there that they are hypocrites. They are not doing what the scriptures actually say. You should do what the scriptures say, but not like they do, because they are, they are not doing what they, Uh, what they preach. And then it goes on to really describe their hypocrisy. And even verse five kind of highlights, they do all their deeds to be seen by others for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long, Uh, right? These were things that were a part of the 
a traditional dress for them and they're accentuating these things to kind of show, hey, look at me. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. Um, And, you know, they put a big emphasis on titles and all of these things. But then you see Jesus end this section with verses 11 and 12. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So as this kind of the first thing that I want you to really think about in response to these things, are you exalting yourself or are you humbling yourself? That's something I want you to think about in response to apply what we see here. Because then Jesus is clearly calling out some specific things about the scribes and Pharisees in his time. Always, Jesus, God always hates hypocrisy. And uh, this verse 12 is always true. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So the now application is humble yourself and you will be exalted. And that should take us back to Jesus's words that we've recently read about. We want to be the greatest, be the servant of all. And so here's some things to check. Do you do things for show? Do you show up at, at church and uh, make sure everybody sees you? Make sure everybody uh, knows what you're doing. Uh, do you uh, really get upset if you, you don't feel like someone gives you the honor that you deserve? Or do you insist on people calling you by certain titles as if that is something you uh, deserve or something you have earned? Uh, or are you excited just to, to serve? And are you genuinely seeking to serve God, to serve others, and you don't care what other people think? I mean, a lot will come out about you when someone doesn't give you the credit you think you deserve, or someone doesn't praise you for what you think you deserve to be praised for. And that's going to really show, are you doing it for your own honor, or are you doing it for the glory of the Lord? And those are some good things for you to check in response to this passage. Uh, Going down later in the passage, uh, I mean, you you start to get into the woes and you see even part of the reason he's upset at the Pharisees is they are hurting others. They're leading other people astray. Uh, You see in verse 23 and 24, uh, you know, they insist on these tiny details while ignoring the big picture that Jesus calls them uh, in that they're straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. And, and there's still ways people do that today. But the next thing I really want you to focus in on is uh, starting in verse 25, where he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, and the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, with outward, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And here we see that reminder that real godliness is going to come from the inside out, not the outside in. And so here, okay, what can you apply from that? Well, he's rebuking them for making the outside look nice, but not cleaning the inside. So the application for you would be clean the inside. 
As you see sin in your life, don't just try to put on a face. Don't just try to act like everything is fine. You need to clean the inside of the dish. You you need to clean the inside of the tomb. So how do you do that? Well, here's just some practical things I would encourage you to do. Regularly confess sin. And I'd say first and foremost, that's to God. And secondly, I would say there there need to be some people in your life that you confess sin to. I mean, first, when when you sin against someone, you you need to apologize to them. You need to confess your sin to them. And then there should be some people that you you know, you trust, that you can go to and and you can confess what, what is really going on in your life to them, uh, not just for the sake of confession or uh, anything like that, but to really uh, deal honestly with your sin, to seek to deal with your heart. That's something the Pharisees did not do. And that's something God wants his people to do, uh, to, to come to him, to confess our sins, and he will forgive us and cleanse us. Uh, we need the cleansing that can only come from Christ. And we need to realize, I don't just need to put on a face and dress nice and, and and act nice when I'm phony. I need to deal with my heart. So deal with your heart when you sin. And one of the best ways you can do that is through confession. Now, at the end of the chapter, Jesus says some words towards Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and the stones uh, and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So here he's he's really saying his public ministry is over now. Uh, and we'll see that he's about to die. And we will also see in the next chapter, well, there's some bad things coming for Jerusalem that I think are brought by God as punishment for their sin. Uh, but you see, there's a, there's a note of hope too, that there will be, there's still a future. And I think we see that in scripture. There is still a future for the people and the nation of Israel. But here's the third thing I really want you to notice. Jesus's words of condemnation and even his displeasure is not unmixed with mourning. I think that's a good lesson for us, right? There's things in this world that should displease us, should upset us, and should even draw some strong and holy words from us. But it shouldn't do that without also this mourning and lamenting that we see in Jesus. We should be upset about some of the things that go on in our society. And we we should speak some strong and biblical words about what's going on in our society. But like Jesus, I think there should also be a sense of, oh, I'm grieved by what I see. And I'm longing for my society, my city, my country to do what is right and to follow the Messiah. So a lot of things we see here that we will eagerly nod our heads to because we don't like hypocrisy either. But I want you today to think about humbling yourself, dealing with your sin, the inside of your heart, and then having that same sense of grief and lament that we see in Jesus from Jesus's holy displeasure and strong words. There's a lot of lessons for us to see today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.